welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Moms, wherever you are in your parenting journey, or however you became a mom, we want to come alongside, addressing your questions and concerns with helpful insight to lighten your load as we dive into the reality of parenting. We are your co-hosts, Cheryl and Ellen, and we want to share practical answers, but our goal is to have relevant discussions that give you heart and strengthen you both today and for the years ahead. So join us now at the TPP table as we share together, helping you flourish and bringing your heart hope. Well, if we were rating this week and its weather compared to what we've been having, does this not get an A Yes, I would take this all the time. I'm so confused. I'm waiting for winter to be here. I know. It feels like we're winding (laughs) summer down. It's making me afraid. I want some more summer. If we could have the 80s all the time and then snow on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really cold last night i mean did, i don't know if you guys went out but yeah. it was it was chilly for almost july yeah mm-hmm. that is why people are willing to live in california mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. for all the things that there are in california yes weather is the pretty good big draw mm-hmm. pretty good all right so this week we've had some feedback on the episodes first dr kelly stevens interview on birthday boxes and then our recording talking about it mm-hmm. well every we, time you talk about birthday boxes it makes me think of birthday cakes and it makes me hungry that's why you had to have consequences because yes, yes. even a birthday box yes. makes you think of. Cake. i'm a very visual person so. man i could always go for a piece of birthday cake yeah uh, yeah birthday cake and a birthday fun. party i'm always yeah. up for a party yeah i'm up for the party i'm not a big cake person mm-hmm. but i'm up for a party with a thick buttercream frosting oh that yum yeah okay that's be really good frosting i make yeah. a really good frosting okay. yeah so you say so we'll be at your house for a cake next week okay good that's bring good. it in here and we'll go Okay. Although we don't have any other way of celebrating, I've got a question a mom sent us. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. I wanted to read some of what listeners had said and uh, hear what your responses are to that and then explore some of these areas a little more practical or even the philosophical. Mm -hmm. See how we can apply it. I just thought we'd follow up with some of what they said. So let's jump into that a little bit more. Y'all willing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds good. So one mom writes this. I really would like TPP group to discuss practical ideas and examples of birthday boxes for each age range. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm starting more in the middle of my parenting journey with this idea, and I feel like I'm kind of stuck when it comes to implementing privileges and responsibilities and consequences at all the different age milestones. I love the principle and the idea, but can y'all give me some helpful examples for the age ranges? I have a six-year-old, two in the nine to 10 age range, and one preteen. Yeah, Mm. that's that's a lot. And especially when you kind of change your parenting style a little bit, Mm -hmm. you have to give the kids time to adapt to that right. too. Really when you bring something you know, new into the The family. younger ones, it might not be a big deal, but the little bit older, if you're not used to doing it a certain way and you change it up, they may have some resistance. That's good. Right, yeah. And she also was saying they hadn't sat down and done the map. 
mm-hmm. like what the roadmap mm-hmm. we've talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And so, but she wants real specifics. Do you think we can sit here and say, yes, like they roll over at 16 <laughs> weeks, they walk at one? Well, I could send out the link that I found when my first was two years old and printed the entire internet telling me exactly what to do <laughs> when. And I printed it all out and put it in a binder, and I was prepared to check every box. I was just going to watch her and make sure she did every one of those things. Oh, so. Because we do want yes. that. Right. In the physical world, like you'd be concerned if you had someone 10 years old that couldn't mm-hmm. skip. Yeah. Okay. There's the range for that. But these other things, I think they're just personal and well, yeah, to your own family. Yeah, per child mm-hmm. and your family's values. Their and, temperaments. Mm-hmm. And your you temperaments. Yes. You know, right. some moms are a little more laid back about things yeah. than others. Right. Maybe. So what would you say if we said, okay, we can't give you this, mm-hmm. but we would share these principles mm-hmm. for your conversation with your husband, the two of you deciding your roadmap or what are going to be your milestones? What would be things we would say we might consider this than this? I love the advice somebody gave me when my kids were young to imagine the adults you're wanting them to become. Oh. And that's oh. kind of what that roadmap yeah. is, is thinking of when you get to California, who do you want them yeah. to be? Now, that's not a guarantee that you're going to get to California with these right. perfect adults, but the goals that you're setting forth. Because you're so, giving them the tools. Right. We can't make them become exactly. those things, but we can give them a toolbox of how to get to California. Right. So, yeah, talking with your spouse and, and deciding what you're working towards would mm-hmm. be a good first step. So it would be thinking about what are the character traits Mm -hmm. what are the skills we want to develop Mm -hmm. and then because the birthday box isn't a daily plan right like we get up at at 7 30 and we do this and they wash their hands and that's not what it was about we're talking about different milestones Mm -hmm. that we want them to cross Mm -hmm. and so you're talking about looking way down the road Mm -hmm. who do we want them to be Mm -hmm. on the coast of california right to say, well, we really care about that they have a good work ethic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we use these milestones to make sure we're instituting mm-hmm. the the continued yeah. work towards doing it so right. that your 10-year-old isn't just learning to unload the dishwasher. You decided way back, okay, I think right. my 4-year-old can do the silverware. You know, and we've put those in place if that's a value that you'll have. Right. You take those values and then draw out privileges and responsibilities along the way that would feed into those and build those in your kids. And, you know, she said her kids were six, four and 11 or something like that. So, you know, you could take those values and then look at those ages and say, what Mm -hmm. responsibilities could I bring to these kids' lives to work towards this value? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And just like a road trip across the country, it's not always very exciting. No. You know, if you've ever done cross country, it's a lot of sitting on long highway strips, Mm -hmm. just kind of going and keeping the status quo and trying not to run out of Some states are prettier than others. Yes, exactly. And And privileges are more fun to give than responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's one of Dr. Kelly's purposes mm-hmm. is be intentional about increasing responsibility because I've never known anyone who didn't want their children to grow up to be adults that are responsible. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember with our youngest because we did start out like with dishwasher, setting the table, dishwasher, those kind of mm-hmm. tasks yeah. in the responsibility. 
And then as you got older, you got to move vertically up in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So you started out with silverware, and then you moved up in the dishwasher. So then you could start putting up (laughs) plates because you could reach them. Right. And then finally glasses, which were up higher. Uh And so that made it real convenient as our children got taller, then the next one took over the next stage Mm -hmm. incrementally. And I remember Jonathan is the youngest saying, why isn't someone taking over the all my things, because <laughs> there's nobody behind you. <laughs> so he just moved into the new abilities. But he also got things that the other kids he didn't get did. because he was the only one left. Right. You know? Well, I've been noticing a funny thing about, you know, I did apparently a really good job handing out responsibilities because now as my kids are moving out, those responsibilities are coming back on to me. I'm having to clean my own house again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd look around. Who wants to clean out the garbage can in the kitchen? Right. I mean, oh. That was the least desired job. Yeah. There's nobody taking that over. No, nobody volunteers for that. That's when you decide, how important is this right now? Right. <laughs> well, I think sometimes, too, it's hard because we're all different personalities and temperaments. And um, my husband is, you know, very different than I am. And um, I'm probably more impulsive, more of a little bit more of a risk taker. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, my son was probably about eight, I think is what age he was. And he wanted to climb this really tall tree. And my philosophy was go for it. Mm -hmm. And because I climbed many trees and I usually got stuck and had to cry for an adult to come (laughs) get me. And so he climbed to the top of this really tall tree. And my husband had just come home from work and he was upset. He goes, I can't believe you let him climb that tree. If he fell out, he would have broken his arm. Of course, I never thought of that. (laughs) I was just thinking, one, you have to get him down. But also, you know, that was challenging him Mm -hmm. to climb that tree. Mm -hmm. Well, and I have a tree climbing related one that kind of addresses this different ages because I can remember when I had a four-year-old and we had a like a 20-foot tree and he just went just right up it no that's too tall for a four-year-old not an eight-year-old if it'd been right. eight I would have let him figure it out mm-hmm. but so I what are we going to do so I gave him a red cloth and I let him climb up as high as I really felt comfortable with. It was mm-hmm. pretty high. Mm-hmm. And then I let him go a couple more feet. So that I'm just, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to push this a little bit. Okay. And then I had him tie that red cloth up there and just okay. said, okay, up and down as much as you want, but we're going to stop That's here. your stop sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. if we'd stayed in that house, I would have come back to it. I would have, mm-hmm. yeah. I would have considered in the future, you're older, you can take that cloth off and do what you want right. or whatever. And so the age has made a difference. Yeah, that's one where age makes you know, a difference. Mm-hmm. And then different personalities of the moms, because mm-hmm. we're usually making those little decisions most of the time around the house, what our kids do and don't do. Right. And, and I think wisdom and insight of each parent plays a factor, yeah. too, because, you know, we have all girls. And so I have some insight into girl world that my husband may not have and I might have more insight into a certain friend group that my husband Mm -hmm. may not have just because of you know conversations that happen and and so I think we have to talk about that together too and and you know 
he he knows boys so he right. might have some boundaries that he would like to implement yeah. for our girls too and yeah. so i think it, it's good to talk about it together that's yeah that's a very good point because i know that was how my husband came from all boys i came from all girls oh, so i had yeah. no ideas and i'd always say to him i said why is he doing that because <laughs> <laughs> he's a boy and tim probably says why is she doing right. that and, and that was because his hand my husband would go why is she crying uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> do i need so. to deal with this or just let her cry just yeah. let her cry yeah so well we got some more feedback okay on these episodes that we posted. And this one's fun. Let me read this one to you. I really appreciate Dr. Stevens putting into tangible terms important milestones for my children. Sometimes it seems like the big decisions are just floating out there in space. And my kids are always asking about them, and I don't have a definitive answer. Like when my son can go fishing at the pond alone with friends, or when can my boys carry a pocket knife, or my girls go to Chick-fil-A with their friends after youth group and especially the phone issue. We haven't given our children answers on all that, and they are the looming questions, when? So I love this idea so we get more mental margin and not be constantly trying to ward off looming questions Mm -hmm. so that we can have a definitive answer for both my child Mm -hmm. and for me as a mom. So you get to go to Chick-fil-A after you group with your friends when you're 14, Mm -hmm. or the pocket knife, et cetera, et cetera. I'm so excited no more constant questions just a line in the sand that's helpful for everyone thank you for this amazing podcast can't wait to hear more oh that's so (laughs) good that is so good yeah and I can really um identify with that mom of the big questions that are looming out there and then when it's brought to you it's tempting to make an emotional decision out of either out of fear or you know, wanting to please your child and be the fun mom and all of those feelings that can come into play. So if you pre-decide before the question comes, that's gold. And it's also okay to say when your child comes to you and asks you, I need a few minutes to think. Mm -hmm. Because that would Mm -hmm. always be my problem, Chris, because I'd be like you. I'd be like, well, that sounds really fun, but I'm not really sure. Uh, uh, And then I'm pressured into doing something rather than I learn to say, oh, I need to go think about it for a little bit. Don't nag me while I'm thinking. Right. And take a few minutes and kind of walk through it mentally. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited because this mom already applying this and she didn't know about birthday boxes. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's seeing this as a tool that makes it easier for her to parent her children better. That's so great. Mm-hmm. You know, I emailed Dr. Stevens after the episode and told him how much I just loved it. And in it, I told him that if it weren't for you, Cheryl, and him as oh. my kid's pediatrician, I don't know where I would have been as a 20-something raising all my babies. I mean, I had started having my kids at 19. So, you know, there's just, I know there's others out there like me that just didn't necessarily have the example they were wanting to follow and are looking for advice and wisdom from older, wiser parents. And I'm just so grateful that I had you guys speaking these truths into my life. Oh, Christy. Well, it's true. That's really encouraging to me. What a blessing it's been. And I know Dr. Stevens would say the same thing. Mm. Oh. And then exciting because now we have Dr. Stevens. Yes. Yeah. Coming it's on. So a really neat asset. But I think that's really true. I think a lot of moms, you know, 
it is a jungle to navigate. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you're in the weeds before you know it. Mm -hmm. And I know I felt very grateful when I was younger that I just happened to be in groups. We moved a lot, but I always had groups where there were older women. Mm -hmm. And I would usually find a friend in an older woman. And then I could ask her all these millions of questions. Right. What do I do when my 10-year-old is doing this? Ellen, I had a mom ask us that. And she said, so what do I look for in a mentor? Do I look at, she has the same number of children, they live in the same place. What do we look for in Mm -hmm. a mentor? Well, yeah, one, you need to like them. (laughs) But um, when you're going to mentor someone, you're looking for someone that's fat and not weight-wise. Okay. Fat means they're faithful, they're available, and they're teachable. That's what you want to be to your mentor So when you ask them questions and they give you an answer, you're being faithful, you're being available, Uh and you're being teachable. That's good. Good. Well, and I didn't have mentors. I didn't have me. and And I didn't have Kelly. I didn't have the older women. So Bill and I had hours and hours and hours of conversation. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't have the picture of the roadmap, but we had the concept. So what do we want? What do we do? We had lots and lots of conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, Ellen's talked about they sat down every week and they filled in the uh, uh, day timer mm-hmm. and ha- made a plan. our planning meetings. Okay, yeah. ours wasn't like that. Ours was much more philosophical and what do we want and now how we're going to do it. So the style was different. Mm-hmm. But we really were trying to be really intentional mm-hmm. as things came up or so how does our philosophy apply to this situation? Mm-hmm. So we had the conversation of what is our philosophy, and then how do we do it, and then what can we do for this child given their personality or circumstance? Right. And it can be evolving because I would say what I thought in the early years with my first couple of children is totally different. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we got to the end, mm-hmm. the ender children, yeah. <laughs> the latter the cabooses. children. Yes, Caboose the, Exactly, that's right. <laughs> so that plays a big part in it too, yeah. you know, is that what you thought was really good and positive maybe with your first when you realize, Ugh, Right. Well, especially idea. if you're, I mean, not to get off on technology, but, you know, just our yes. older kids came up in the that time right. where yeah. phones, we didn't understand the dangers of yeah. Or the things to be cautious of with social media and yeah. phones. So we started things way earlier than we should have. And yeah, it because you did good. We didn't you know. didn't know it was part of your map. Yeah, right? yeah you exactly. Know. Yeah, we didn't know to talk about that ahead of time. It is always easier to say no first and yes later. Yes. Rather than try, mm-hmm. like backing yes. up on the road trip. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we're going to back up to Knoxville. Right. Yes. <laughs> but I will say if you have said yes to things that you look back and think I should have probably done this differently. Don't be afraid of your kids. That's you know, right. don't don't be afraid to sit down and say, Hey, I am learning just like everybody else and this is what I realized yeah. that I should yeah. not have yeah. done. Because we did that with our kids. Some of our younger ones got social media before we felt like it was time and and so we did. We said, you know, we're sorry. Yeah. But this is how it's gonna be. That's good. Because I mean we I think more than any time in history, we just live in such a fast-paced yes. Western culture where things change. I mean, overnight, you wake up and this is weird now. Right. You know, and it, yesterday it was this and now it's this. And how much harder for our kids that is mm-hmm. in terms of values and just ideas and technology and, you know, 
phone seemed like a good idea till your kids are up till two in the morning on their phones. <laughs> right. well, you know, and, and everything that's there. That's yes. right. Oh, yes. yes, I mean, in the beginning of phones, there it was limited. Yeah, right. And now, mm-hmm. okay. Now I'd like to talk into instituting consequences. Mm-hmm. If someone said, "So what's the big deal about consequences?" Why should I use them? I mean, it seems mean. Mm-hmm. What would y'all say about that? Well, first of all, I relate with the feeling of it feeling mean. Yeah. I never want to, you know, I'm, I'm always like, oh, I want to be the nice, yeah, fun mom. I know. But, um, I, that's life. You know, adult life is cause and effect. Yes. It's privileges and responsibilities and consequences. Well, their college instructors, their bosses— their spouses aren't going to appreciate if, you know, you've indulged your child so much that they don't want to do anything. Right. And they don't well, feel Well, and they aren't going spouse. to appreciate it. No. Later on, they're going to say, gosh, I keep having these same bad habits. Why can't yeah. I be more disciplined in this area? Or, you know, whatever. And it's yeah. like, well, if, if you've never experienced that, it's. Yeah. Well, what a terrible thing to remove consequences. Yeah. You know, and. I would never stop eating. <laughs> Especially junk food. Cupcakes for breakfast right. every day. Because <laughs> I agree, Christy. I think it's a real disservice that we would be doing to our children. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like the roadmap idea of doing the responsibilities and the intentional with the consequences. One of the reasons is, as our children get older, I believe consequences need to start being their teacher. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they're leaving the training years. They're moving. They're going towards releasing and if they've had a whole lifetime of realizing their choices have consequences mm-hmm. right. and they can lose a privilege and the consequences become their great teacher. And there's something I've said. I used to say it, print it up and put it on your wall, but now tattoos are very common. Right. I would have a lot of moms tattoo on the inside of their wrist or something, D-B-T-O. Okay. Which is don't bail them out. Yes. Which is what we do. Not only remove the consequences, but maybe snowplow in front of them and make it so easy that they don't fail. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I don't think it's too big a thing to say what we're talking about here is they make a bad choice. They have consequences. Mm -hmm. And so we're training them for life. Don't bail them out. Let them learn. Mm -hmm. Our job as parents, we can't change their personality. Mm -hmm. We can't teach them character. But we want to set up that roadmap doing the best we can, Mm -hmm. hopefully, that they'll learn failure in our household. Mm -hmm. Right. They'll learn this character and diligence and all of this so that they aren't trying to learn it when they're 35 and 40. Right. I would add on to that. It doesn't have a cute acronym, but remove. Um, I told you so from oh, your yeah, language, and yeah. I read or heard somewhere along the way. Replace every time you feel like saying "I told you so." Say, "I'm so sorry that happened." Wow, that's yeah. excellent. Yeah. yeah, and make sure it doesn't show on your face, right? <laughs> uh, Even though you my, may be thinking, yeah, because yeah, my kids will go, "I can see on your mm-hmm. face, mom." Mm-hmm. No, but that is such a great thing of grace, right? Mm-hmm. To empathize them. But, you know, the reality is this is the hardest job you're ever going to do. This is the hardest road trip for everybody to take. And we have to have responsibilities 
and consequences so the trip can go a little bit more smoothly. Mm-hmm. You know, you plot out your trip before you go from coast to coast. You know where the gas stations are. And so I think somehow we get this false idea that it's going to be easy. There are yeah. days you were going to yeah. be exhausted at the end of the day because that's all you felt like you did right. was correct your children, go through consequences, responsibilities, and then they did it again. Right. So having a realistic, and I think that's the hardest thing for all of us, yeah. having a realistic yeah. view yeah. of what it means to be a parent, what it means to be a mom, and that there are days of failure where you just crash into bed. Mm-hmm. There's other days where you're like, wow, this was a yeah. wonderful day. Right. And, you know, it, it evens out in the end. Well, and you say failure. I would just say, too, remember their failures are not your failures. Yes. Just because Good. they, you know, may have to face some yes. hard consequences. That's not a reflection on yes. a job that you did or didn't do. Yeah. I think we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Wow. Such good stuff. Taking one little thing mm-hmm. and then trying to apply it in a big way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. really great. And we are out of time. It makes me hungry. Moms, we want to hear from you. And tagging back to what Ellen said, moms, that's what we're trying to say. What we end up with every time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Remember, hang in there with consequences, with the roadmap, with the flat tires, <laughs> with the pushback, with the mistakes, with the going back to it. Keep loving, keep persevering, because it's worth it. Thank you so much for listening to the Parenting Podcast. We hope it was encouraging to you and maybe gave you some new ideas to help or just a little lift in your parenting day. Remember, we drop our episodes every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. Like or share or leave your comments. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to go to our website, theparentingpodcast.com, where you can find talk notes and other resources. And of course, follow us on social media. We're glad you were here today and look forward to next time.